Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. This is episode 95. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, and Mike Hill is sitting right over there. He is our pastor. Were you waiting to see if I said something? Oh. Well, no, I heard you t- comment about something in the Finding in the Family podcast. Did you actually watch that podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah. And when you said, well, Jenny always calls me the lead pastor. Well, what, what else am I supposed to call I you? I don't know. I just don't like titles. I think titles. Okay, are then I shouldn't say my title. Well, no, you guys are important. I'm saying in my role, like well, titles yours seem is weird. important. Huh? Yours is important. Yeah. Either way, sorry. Right. We'll get off that subject. <laughs> Anyways, sitting in between <laughs> us is Mandy Schroll, who is married to Zach. <laughs> so if you are on our conversations with our texting, I did. I got it wrong, and. Many people told me about it, so it's okay. We <laughs> That's the part that. I think's funny is that people responded right away. I know, away. Yeah. but I tried to do it at night. That's huh? what happens when I tried to do it at night because I forgot to. Well, just think of this. If you would have waited to send it out like right before the podcast, mm-hmm. then it would have really been that's bad. That's true. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. So that's why I yeah. sent it out late. Yeah, so it worked we perfect. Fixed it. We're now it's fixed. Now, yeah, it's yeah nobody thinks right. that Mandy is married to Michael. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm I married apologize. to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mandy, tell us a little bit about you. What's going on in your life? What do you love to do? Are you reading? Do you read? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Time. Yeah. Now I have a lot of time. So. You do? Yeah. Sure. Why now? Because I just recently um, quit work. <laughs> okay. So I was at the school in Manchester for eight years and. Um, six of the years I was in an alternative classroom. Uh-huh. And- Taking care of kids like you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what, with like ADHD and stuff? Oh, just, uh. Wide variety. Yeah. That like, would be in there for sure. Some with like his- like family histories of just horrible stuff you couldn't even imagine. and Like trauma? Yeah. They, really? Yeah. They and had those? A lot of kids, a lot of kids that- um, act out and get in trouble and just need a different environment. Like I didn't know that we, they had that in schools. Yeah. Is this what? a new thing? Yeah. Um, Alternative? I mean, like for, I've never heard of like trauma victims or. I don't know so much trauma. It's more. Um, abuse. Yeah. And just like drug abuse and um, foster care and just different. Tough family uh, histories. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, Which again, can be attributed to trauma. I mean, they've had tough family right, histories right. that have brought them into an environment where they don't do good in the regular classroom. Right. Is that guess, fair yeah. to say? Yeah. So they put them in Manchester sound, Academy. Check. Right. She's making it sound like really good. Like when I was in school, it was known as like the drug kids. <laughs> like it wasn't known as like a good thing. Like to me, I don't know the way you sounded. Like it was just so amazing. Manchester Academy. That's what it's called, right? Squire Academy. Oh, I'm sorry. Squire Academy. Squire. Squire. Wait, why? Because that's what me, like our mascot is a squire. Okay. Do you Manchester. know what a squire is? No. I don't either. You don't? <laughs> See? It's, it's like um, an army dude. I don't know what you call <laughs> like that. Like a Viking? Like, yeah, okay. like, like okay. I don't know the right term, but. Okay. Yeah, right. but it's kids, and it's kids that get in trouble. Is that fair to yeah, say? They yeah. have the Manchester so, or Squire Academy? Yeah, ones that, Squire. you know, get in trouble for vaping a lot or mm. getting in fights a lot or failing all their classes and just need a different environment. Um, they'd bring them into our classroom either half the day or a couple periods of the day. And wow. we'd just help them, like, a lot of listening, mm-hmm. a lot of counseling, um, and then help them get caught up on their, like, credits. And yeah. Wow. So, so you like a challenge. I do. I do. I, my heart goes out to those kids and I I just want them to know like you can change who you are like your history like the circle doesn't always have to repeat mm-hmm. um you can stop it with you um but it's hard it's hard like yeah. I was taking it home with me and it was affecting my family because I was so like involved with these kids and um it got to the point where Zach's like you 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 need to make a change or you mm-hmm. need to do something. Um, cause this is starting to affect like our marriage and our kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that point I kind of realized, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm so invested in I this. I would be too. So I quit. I put my two weeks notice in after six years in that classroom. Wow. Um, that's so freeing though. Isn't it? Doesn't it feel it good? Is. It was such a burden off my shoulders. Right. I didn't like, realize how much it affected me yeah. until are you I sensitive, like a sensitive soul, kind of like yeah. you really feel people's problems? Oh, yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Well, and the thing so. is, and this seems to be the theme of the last three podcasts, is that 
the school systems are changing yeah. rapidly. Yes. And this is no like fault. I mean, I'm not saying like pointing at different schools, saying different schools have problem, but the landscape of the public school system is rapidly changing and making it very difficult for people who want to make a difference and not just exist, mm -hmm. exist. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, the support systems, the culture, what's allowed, you know, the, the, the things that aren't disciplined that should be, yeah. yeah, you know, the moral fabric things, you know, that should be disciplined, but you can't touch, you can't talk about, yeah, right. yeah. you know, the, yeah. Yeah, I hear the kids talk about people can dress up like animals yeah. and weird crap all the time and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, you know, these moral fabric things don't matter, mm -hmm. you know, but this matters, you know, right. and it's just, yeah. Makes no sense. I think culturally it's getting hard for teachers to exist inside the public school system. Yeah, very much. Yeah, because, I mean, we'd get a lot of kids that would get in trouble. And um, while I think their education is very important, there's times where I didn't believe they should still be allowed to walk in the school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for and, other kids. Yeah, safety. for their safety. Yeah. And it's like, what are we What are we saying to the kids out there that are not getting in trouble and that are working hard and um, trying to do right? And, and then these kids continue to get in trouble and bring illegal drugs into the school and just fight and like, yeah. And they're allowed to stay in the school. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know I what don't, alternative school is like at Manchester, mm -hmm. but in Huntington, it wasn't a big deal to go there. Like no, it was way easier yeah. to do school in the alternative oh, yeah. building oh, yeah. than it was. So what's the big deal? I yeah, mean, I yeah. bring drugs in, I can do whatever I mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. I can go over, be a part of a room of a bunch of people who are like me, right? you know, and yeah. there is no, like, we're not going to kick you out. I mean, right. unless you stab somebody, mm -hmm. yeah. we're not kicking you out. Yeah. So yeah. that's how it was in Huntington. I don't yeah. know if it's the same in other alternatives. No, I think that that's a pretty good summary of it. I mean, and we always told them, you know, when you walk in our door, like whatever target you had on your back from any other teacher, any other student in the school, like we don't when you walk in our door, that target's not there. Like mm, I'm going to treat you like any other kid in the school system right now, because you deserve that. But there's also boundaries in yeah. here too, that if you don't, you don't want to abide by those, then we're going to have problems. Right. And yeah, maybe that's the better <laughs> word for it. Boundaries and yeah. boundaries just aren't upheld anymore. Yeah. No. no, maybe that's the better mm -hmm. terminology is, is that, Hey, everybody can get a chance and everybody should have a chance, but to live in a place where there are no boundaries and kids run the asylum, yeah, you know, and I'm yeah. not saying that's how it was there, but it tends to be that this is what's happening inside of the public school yeah. system yeah. is the kids are running the Well, that's asylum. what's happening in the world. Right. Kids are running their parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like there's nobody over them telling them what to do. It's the child right. telling them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's I, carrying over into the school system. It is. Yeah. And, and Manchester's a great school. I'm not bashing it or anything right. at right. all. Um, I think every school has these problems. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's a huge problem. And it's going to be for a couple of years until stuff, like, we start setting more boundaries for mm -hmm. kids. Um, they're going to get away with a lot more. And I don't know. We always look back when I was in school. Yeah. This wasn't allowed. But yeah. Right. yeah. It's 23 years ago. You know? Yeah, like no, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. That's so. what we were saying last time, too. We need a Republican in office. <laughs> That's good. I love <laughs> that you're political. I'm really not, <laughs> no, though. Yes, I'm you really are. not. Matt I mean, you, you don't vote. Me like, you don't vote. I don't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have you all say, kinds of opinions like, on it. I know. That's right. We should get That's all right. these things happening. Well, I'm you going don't to vote. vote this next you time. don't participate like in any of I'm those. I'm going to now. You no. don't vote? Well, okay, so here's the thing. When I turned 18, that was the year of Obama. So he was in the office when I when I turned, or his campaign was then. And then four years later, that's when I was on drugs. Mm -hmm. And then the four years after, I think I was on drugs too. So it just was like, you know, like it was never a thing. Yeah. So, so now it's a thing. So now it's a thing, and I'm actually like no, interested I in just it because I see what's happening to our world, yeah. the kids, like— it just makes me like so mad. I think it's good because if somebody would just 
like if I was just looking at you, I would never take you as a controversial figure. But like when you brought up the whole Asbury, I just get really the Asbury about revival things. was fake. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Which I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Okay? <laughs> no, but you brought it up on the podcast. I did. I it's did. like everybody's talking about how cool revival is, and Jenny's like, I think I think it's fake. I think well, it's I fake. Well, I said I might think it's fake. Yeah. Either way, I love that you're controversial. Thanks. Oh, that you'll just throw it out there. We need a Republican in office. Well, we do, don't I we? I didn't say we didn't. I just that would What's never. What's his face ca- is making this country terrible. <laughs> what is I his mean, face? He can barely even Let's speak. Let's go, Braden. He is how old? Okay, he doesn't know what he's saying. When he speaks, he makes comments <laughs> like I can't. He was talking about a nurse was sounded like whispering in his ear. I'm serious. This a is, nurse was whispering oh, in his he ear. He was talking about nurses, like he was giving a speech about nurses, and he was like, "Well, one time when I was, I don't know, like old, and I don't know if he was in the military or something, but those nurses used to get down and whisper in my ear and say all these things." He said this at a public, a, a political, <laughs> wherever he was, okay. And then he gets up there and he forgets what he's saying, so he's like not making any sense because he's going and he's about to have dementia. If he does, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. But why would you put somebody that old? In office. office. Yeah. Well, here's the, do you think we're going to have like World War III coming? Do you think Mandy's kids are going to be drafted into the military? If it doesn't change, Do you change, think Nick's kids yes. is going to be drafted into the military? If it doesn't change, yes. I think so too. Oh. Like it, it worries Yes. Me. It does. That's yeah. the thing that yeah. Sarah was talking about it the other day. Do you ever th- think about that, Nick? That your kids might be drafted into the military? No, but I am now. <laughs> kids because then I know they're just going to be sent away. Don't, don't say that. Why? Well, I, yeah, I think like the idea of don't have kids because the world might be well, bad right, or right. don't have kids because they might get like that takes God out but of the picture. I, well, true. But isn't it just like I'm just, they're just known they're going to be born out to go into the war. That might not be a bad thing. What if they're like saving Private Ryan? Or Peter. Peter who? Or Paul huh? from the Bible. Oh. <laughs> How did we go from war heroes because to Peter, Peter and Paul? Well, okay, Paul. Well, he Paul wasn't... killed people, and then he became a Christian, yeah. and then turned people over. Okay. Okay. Same yeah, thing. That, you're right. He's it, not maybe it, not be a does. war veteran, it, but it, it, <laughs> it goes to, it goes together. Trauma. Yeah. Either way, I just yeah. was wondering if people were the same concept. If you look at what's going on yes, right now I in the world, you know that because Isaac and I were talking about it, and he's like. I ain't fighting for Biden. <laughs> it's like, if they have a draft card, I'm just going to tell them it got lost in the mail. Yeah. yeah. That's what a conversation we had at, at supper one night. It's like, my kids were like, well, what could we say where we wouldn't get drafted? And I'm like, really, you were having this conversation? Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's a scary thing. And, um, as a mom, like that's scary. Like that is scary. And I, I think as Zach would say, as a dad, it is too, but you know, they got to act tough. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's not, um, yeah, but I don't, would all three of my boys like right. be taken from me? And then even if they did come back, are they going to be right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're gonna have once PTSD they experience or... some of that stuff, like, right. I think they should just let us old men go. I know that makes more sense. Draft me. I'm ready. <laughs> but our kids need these old men. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe like a mix of people, uh-huh. you know, well, I just, again, I think sending young people into the fray like that is uh because you're right. it's not even if they make it back no I mean, it's even if they make it back the if you listen to the, the stories of you know because you can say like i'll kill somebody until you kill somebody right and then you watch him die in front of you like mm-hmm. i don't feel like right. that's something that just is wiped no. clear yeah. from your mind no. like i don't think that that's something everybody just, says that it's not when right. they come back yeah right but i think people glamorize like Movies. Oh yeah! If I need to shoot somebody, I'll shoot yeah, somebody. No. But watching somebody die, I don't. Think well, if I need it. to shoot somebody, I would. But I would definitely be triggered by it. Yeah. PTSD for the rest of my life. Well, we had this conversation in a small group last night, like the whole idea where Peter denied Christ. Uh, you know, so we talked about that Sunday. So tonight, what would it be like if persecution did come to the United States? Would people deny him? Like, if you were going to be persecuted, if somebody, because I gave him the, have you ever heard me tell this, tell the story about how people are persecuted in Egypt? Yes. So they lay out these families, and so they start with your youngest. So it'd be Wyatt's feet, mm-hmm. you know, and then Caden, Levi, and then you and Zach. Mm-hmm. And so then they start with Zach and say, if you renounce your faith for your family, you can all get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And if he says no, they run halfway over Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And they say, run, 
they take the steamroller and they go halfway up his body oh so that it doesn't my kill gosh. him. So he's screaming. Yeah, so he's screaming no. and they can't get up, you know, and so they're all tied together. And so Zach, then they go back to Zach. Hey, will you renounce your faith for your family? And if he says no, then they run completely over Wyatt, then halfway up to Hayden's knees oh my and give him another chance imagine. until they yeah. get to the place where they just— And they're still doing this today? Uh, this was in the Jesus Freaks book, so I don't remember the year that okay. it was done. But I would say that that's a lot of torture. Similar. Yeah, types, similar. Yeah. You know, because they know a lot of people will die for their own faith, but what right. about your kids? Right, right. You know, what if yeah. your kids are involved? So well, what if persecution came to the United States? And Well, what did you say? How did you answer that question? What would I do? Uh-huh. Oh, I would. Well, again, so I can say this. Right, right, right. So that's not even fair. So, I mean, I would say that I would rather, and my kids and I have talked about this because we, you know, we experienced this in mm-hmm. India when I told that story of yeah. India where those people were that way. But I just told my kids, like, I wouldn't want to err on the side of denying him mm-hmm. and getting right. shot anyway and losing your opportunity to go to heaven. If you know where you're going, if you're good in your faith, does it really matter? We can all go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, so you, you can, would not, you would, I would deny, not renounce my you would faith. deny the people, but you I would, would deny Christ. I would not renounce my faith. Now, again, that's big talk. Right, right. You know, so We're I'm not even say saying that. like, it's really easy to sit in a room like this and say you would do something, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. you also don't have your kids screaming in front of you. Right. right. Like Ugh. watching your kid be tortured is something I don't, un, unimaginable. Yeah. yeah. To, I, I mean, like. Our dogs, like, um, I don't know, a couple months, six months ago, Mm -hmm. um, two of our dogs were killed. Um, They left our property, went on somebody else's property, um, killed some of their, like, a goat and, um, I don't know, some of his livestock. Yeah. Um, He shot him, um, but he tortured the little dog. What? And— just the torturing part of it is what like gets me all choked up because I'm like, you shoot him, fine. Right. You shoot him, which he did our big dog, Kona. She was a Belgian Malinois. Was um, he scared of her or something and not scared well, of Well, she looks like, one? I mean, it's like a shepherd. So it's okay. a bigger dog. Um, and then a Jack Russell was the other one. One you breed. Yeah. And he shot him. He shot Kona, the big one, but he gutted our Jack Russell. Alive? Yes. And so... After he did that, so after he did that, he called the sheriff, told the sheriff what he did. Um, Sheriff came out and the guy that came out, I don't, I don't know how exactly he knew it was our dogs. Um, I think another sheriff was out helping put a pond in and they kind of knew we had a Belgian because Mm -hmm. they're not. Right. You don't see. You don't see a lot of Belgians. They're like the ones like the police use the bomb sniffing. They're real smart, intelligent. It can be very crazy dogs like, yeah. if they're not trained right. So he came over and I was Which just she leaving. she wasn't. No, she was not no. trained, but she was not. No, she wasn't crazy. No, yeah. No, that's she was all not I meant. Crazy. No, she wasn't crazy. Um, but she wasn't like, we didn't take her to a professional trainer or anything like right. that. Um, but he came. I was leaving to take Zach and the boys' food in the field, and I was backing out as he pulled in. And um, he said, do you have a Belgian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, is she, have you seen her today? And I'm like, no, like, I, I guess I haven't, you, you know, because I was at work and then I came home and I was making supper. Like I just, the dogs are outside. Right. And he's like, she's been shot. And I was like, instantly I lost it. Cause like, that was my girl. Like mm. it's, it was my oldest boy's dog, mm-hmm. but it was my girl. I know. Like that was my girl. Yeah. And he said, do you have another little dog? And I'm like, well, we have three other little dogs. So yeah. And he was like a white and brown one. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, he's gone too. So I'm like, okay. Like instantly he gave me the guy's number. I called the guy at the time. Cause I didn't know what happened. Uh-huh. I wanted my dogs to bury him. Mm-hmm. Like right. we just wanted him. So my oldest son and I go over to his house to get our dogs. And oh, you- when we get there, it's, this guy, probably in his mid-60s, um, first thing I noticed was the smell of alcohol. Um, a house that's not very tended to, weeds everywhere, like, not a place I would want to be, Yeah, I, I should say. Um, 
he took me out to my dogs, and the first thing we noticed was Hank, our little Jack Russell, his stomach was cut open and his guts were hanging out. And at the time, I'm still in shock. Like, I am just, like, not thinking straight. Right. Like, I'm crying. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted my dogs. Um, so we get our dogs. The guy's like, now, after this, there's no more, there's no hard feelings, right? After this. <laughs> and at the time, I'm still not thinking right. You're like, bo- yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, no. Like, I'm sorry my dogs did this, you know. And we get them home, and we bury them. And then, like, two days go by, three days go by, and I'm like, what he did was not, yeah. it's not okay. Like, it's not, he tortured my dog. My dog laid there and suffered. Like mm, That is sick. And just the torture part of yes. it. Yes, yeah. It's, it wasn't my kid, but it was my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I struggle with that. Yeah, Like, I, I struggle with the torture part because I'm like. That's sick. You have to be sick in the head to do that to an animal or anything, like, anybody. Even drunk, I think. Right. That's, no. Right. Yeah, you don't know. People's normal reaction being drunk is not to gut dogs. No. And to do it while they're alive, like they're, oh, I just couldn't. They're making noises. They're crying. Oh. So like the next day I called him because the sheriff said, you know, technically he could take you to court because you killed some of his livestock. He goes, I would suggest maybe paying him if he wanted some money for his animals. Oh, heck no. (laughs) So I know my husband was just saying, give me this guy's address. I'm going to go gut him. For doing it for a dog. Okay. I would endure my own suffering. You know, looking back now, I can't believe how calm I was. Um, And knowing now that when my oldest son went with me, because Kona, the big dog was his. Yeah. Um, probably being strong he, for him. I mean, my, my oldest carries, he, he has the permit. Like I did not know he carried when we went to his house. And to this day, I don't know what made my son leave it in the truck. Mm. Yeah. Now you do. Yeah. Now. Now you do. <laughs> but yeah, I've, and I've never hated somebody so much as that guy. Yeah. yeah. And I've struggled with that for months since it happened. Especially the way he reacted. Like, yeah. it was not a big deal. Right. So I paid him. I gave him money. My husband's like, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, I just want it to go away. It's not going to bring my dogs back, but I, I just want it to go away. Well, when I called him to see where he wanted me to put the money, um, I asked him, I said, you know, I just have one question. Why did you torture my dog? And he got quiet. And I said, you know, I understand shooting them. Right. But torturing a dog, I said, you have to be sick in the head to do that. And I said, I pray that you get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And Did he respond I, at all? He just said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm sorry. He never gave you an answer. Mm-mm. That's hard. Mm-mm. I would want to know why. Yeah. yeah. No, that's way rough. What? Yeah, that's way rough. And again, back to the whole point of, so now transfer that over to into- kids. Yes. Your kids so, or peop- anybody you love. Right. Anybody you Right, love. and she wasn't even there to yeah. witness no, it. No, and that you know? was my dogs. Right. Like, my dogs are like my kids, but, like, I could not even right. imagine my kids suffering. In and front be- of you. Yes. In yeah. front of you. Yeah, and I think that's—and yeah. so what we were talking about, and I, I do think that this is coming. So I do think that there would be a reality that kids are going to experience a sense of persecution. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that— you know, your kids or Sarah's kids that are still, you know, in school are going to see physical persecution. But I do think that they're going to have to make some business decisions, some financial decisions, and some personal decisions that will go against culture. Yeah. And that they will be persecuted for those decisions, yeah. you know. And and I don't want to say this, but I think part of it's to set up for what's to come. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there will be physical persecution. Like, that's coming. Yeah. I mean, Scripture's clear that physical persecution of believers is coming at some point. Right. And so all I said last night when people were like, well, let's, you know, because it did kind of get extreme. And mm-hmm. we were just talking about Peter denying Christ. But the reality is, you know, nobody can answer that question. Like, right. I think we could all say we would be brave and mm-hmm. you would stand there and you would take a bullet you know, like you would do those things, but you don't know. Like you really don't know no, where, where you, don't. you would be yeah. when, especially if they start with somebody you love, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and that, and all you have to do is just lie. Right. Yeah. Right. Like all you have to do, yeah. like we Seems just don't easy know. in the moment. But the point would be is, is what we should do is take every possible opportunity now to 
build our own faith and teach our children how to have faith because any of that stuff is coming. So we just got to continue to train them. In the moments right now where you're not faced with persecution, how do you have faith? Because it's coming at at some point in your life. But so would you say talk about it with your family? Model it is one. Mm -hmm. So I think for families to to the best of their ability, not only make decisions, but share with your kids why you made them. Mm -hmm. Like so what we used to do is like if we'd make a decision. Because you could make these decisions and your kids don't even know. But mm-hmm. we would say, hey, when we're sitting around the table, we made this decision. This is why, this is how faith plays into it. Mm-hmm. And or we would bring our kids into the decisions. So we would say, hey, this is something we're thinking about. We want you to pray about it when we come back to the table next week or next week, the next yeah. time. Yeah. Come with a, an answer. Like, so like what, how did God speak to you? So like the adoption, yeah, like, like when, when you we brought got the kids the, I mean, that was one of the examples. Yeah. I don't want to keep bringing it up because it feels like I bring that part up all the time. But what about another one? What's another example of something? Uh, so when the kids were even small enough to when it came to moving. Yeah. You know, Isaac was really little, but Brady and Lexi knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we had said, hey, this is where we're at. You know, this is what we're doing. Um when we would invite families over from the church, mm-hmm. like we would ask them like, hey, uh, because it was people that back then, a lot of people that came to Life Church were just sheer like non-believers at all. Like, yeah. didn't know anything. They just showed up because somebody invited them. So we would invite them over because Sherry's gift was hospitality. Right. So mm-hmm. we would just seek out one couple a month. And so we'd ask the kids, hey, pray about, is one of your mom and dad's friends here that you oh, want us to bring? Cool. And this is why we're bringing them over because yeah. we want to build a relationship mm-hmm. so we can share Christ with them. It's, I don't know, just the whole reason we did business. So when, my, when we started businesses, the idea was that we would hire people that, you know, maybe don't know Christ. And so my kids working with them or me mm-hmm. working with them or building relationships. So we tell our kids when you're out there, you know, be an example when you're out there, you know, uh, do anything you can to share the gospel and sharing the gospel sometimes means doing the hard jobs instead of making them. Yeah. Just because right. you're my kids right. doesn't mean you tell that person to do all the crappy work. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. that's normal kids. I oh, don't mean yeah. it bad. But yeah. my kids were around this. They knew the businesses. They knew all the crap yeah. work. And they knew somebody else was coming to work. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, all the hard You stuff. can easily tell them. And one of the ways to share the gospel is just do the hard stuff. Yeah. You know, love them. So those are that's just what's little. Missed. Nobody does that really anymore. Not a lot of people, not a lot of families do that, are doing that. Well, I'm just saying it's just at Little examples, right. little examples of how we can bring our kids into the story, right? Because I think it's hard for kids today. Like, I think it's yeah. hard for kids oh, to so understand, one, life in general. Because I think right. life's way more difficult than it used to be when we Oh, grew my up. gosh, yeah. You know, I say we. It's not, I guess I'm not even in a we. You're way younger, and you're way, way younger. But it's still different. Like, bringing kids up today is significantly different, you know, in the challenges that they face today that I never even had. There wasn't even that scope of challenge. Then just add to it, we're in the busiest time that I've ever seen in the lives of families. Mm -hmm. Like even when we were young, we were busy, but man, it's busy now. Like like families are just and again, not saying it's right or wrong, but they're just way busy. So yeah. it's hard, you know, for everybody to work and everybody to get, you know, so how do you create those moments? Right. So I just right. think that's a challenge, just trying yeah. to figure out how to create moments like that. Mm-hmm. So, so Mandy, tell us about, uh, so growing up, mm-hmm. so I mean, because right now, I mean, to just fast forward and give you, you know, my perspective. So again, for you and your family, um, you guys have been coming to Life Church for a while. You guys are the ones who invited Sarah. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is though? What? Zach and Mandy invited her with her previous boyfriend. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We did. We did. Right. That is so church. funny. And so Sarah came with Zach and Mandy with her previous boyfriend. <laughs> that is to so Life funny. <laughs> Isn't that a funny yeah. story? Yeah, but it turns out great because it ended with you. So No, I know. I'm just laughing. I it, laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, it's because that's how Sarah ended it, up here. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Zach and Mandy came first, which I don't even know how Zach and Mandy got here. So our oldest son, um, Levi that's right. was, was dating a girl that came here and oh. he had been coming with her um while they were dating. And he'd come home and he'd talk about it and he'd be like, I 
I, and he'd talk about the sermon and everything. And we were like, wow, like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is making an impact on him. Like we need to try this out. And at the time we were going over at um, Northview church of Christ mm-hmm. and which was you guys' family church. Yeah, like Zach grew up there. His wow. whole family, like since wow. he was born, like grew up there. Um, we'd been going there since we got married. Our kids all got baptized there. Um, Zach was like a leader. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was a deacon there. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. And so there was just stuff we weren't getting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting. And um, I wanted our kids to get more out of it. Yeah. And we thought we need to change. Like there needs to be a change. Well, I'm good with change. Zach's not good with change. <laughs> really? So it took a lot of convincing to get Zach to switch. But I'm like, you hear what Levi's coming home and telling us. Yeah. Um, and this is our kid. Like, this is a kid that's telling us this. Let's let's try it. And one day he woke up and he's like, let's go. Let's that's try awesome. it. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> like, you're not going to tell me twice. Right. So we came one time and we were like, this is amazing. Hmm. This do you remember the awesome. first sermon you heard? I don't remember the first sermon. Do you remember the series? I do not. I always think it's interesting no. to find but they, out. But you stayed. Right. We stayed. I mean, yeah. And honestly, probably what drew me in the most was the music. Really? Because it just, it got all the feels. Yeah. Like, it just yeah, got sure. you ready to hear the sermon. Yeah. Um, hey, were you here this week? Yeah. Did you think it was too loud? The music? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was a little loud, but... <laughs> Zach said we were sitting right under his speaker. What was so funny I don't is know. at small group last night of Did all these guys. Did they say something too? There were a couple guys that's like, dude, that music was loud. Yeah. Really? They said <laughs> that like, like, without you I, saying anything. No, I didn't say anything. Wow. It was, I loved it because I said, well, good. It's been a while. Yeah. We haven't had a complaint <laughs> in a long time. I did tell Zach that. I'm like, it was loud. I liked it <laughs> But he was like, well, we were right under a speaker. It's fine. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So but, for deaf people like me, it's awesome. Yeah, it's me like, too. feels perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah, But anyway, you guys stayed. We stayed. Yeah. Yep. And then um, I invited Sarah and um, she came, I think, once. And then she brought her boyfriend at the time again. Um, and then, the, like, the third time she came, it, the funny thing is, is um, it was right after Sherry had passed. And um, it might have been probably a month after. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. She's sitting by us, and you get up on stage, and she's like, he's really hot. <laughs> Did you know this? Did you know this, Mike? I have heard bits and pieces. Okay. So of I like kind of like nudge her and I'm like, Sarah, like he just lost his wife. Yeah. Like, yeah. like stop, you know? And, and and if anybody knows Sarah, like there is no filter. Okay. Uh, like she said, if she, if she thinks it, it comes out. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I love about yeah, it. Yeah. Right no yeah. Filter. Like it's great. But yeah. so I'm just like, Sarah, you know, like just calm down. Like it's okay, you know? And <laughs> And then so she kept coming and coming. Yeah, she kept coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I like to say I have a a part in her. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. um, I don't know. I think a lot of it was God. For real, yeah. 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 Tried it with Brett, but it didn't work. Right. We got Mike involved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's how we ended up coming is my oldest son. And then. Um, yeah, and neat. so again, if people look at you today, you know, from from the standpoint of your faith and raising your children, solid family, the things that are going on, but like, what led to that? Did you grow up in church? Was church an important part of your life? Um, like, where, like, on your faith journey, and even when, because I think this is the funny thing, is even in the, the beginning of married life, yeah, like sometimes in the beginning, married life, faithing all that important, you know? So I'm just curious how it went with you guys, if you grew up that way and it just carried into, and Zach was, you know, that way. And that was kind of the draw, but. So growing up, um, it was just my sister and my mom and I, um, for a long time. Um, my mom was a hard worker, um, worked 40, 50 hours, Mm. an hour away. Wow. Um, and she did what she could to provide for us. Mm -hmm. Like we, um, looking back, I kind of took it for granted, I think a little bit because I don't realize how hard she worked to make sure we had what we needed. Um, and she would take us to church, um, East, you know, like on and off, but like Easter when yeah. everybody like is the time to come, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, she'd take us out and buy our Easter dresses, our little Aww. hats. Like Aww. she made sure like it was a big deal for us. Um, but a church in particular, she, 
we would go to. Um, she would clean on the side um, in the evenings to help make a little bit more money. And I don't know what happened. There was a falling out. I don't know if something was said to her, uh, um, but it was just like all of a sudden we never went back. Mm-hmm. And I know from my mom's side, like something was traumatizing to her. Mm-hmm. Something happened where she just never wanted to go back to yeah. a church again. Um, or she was very hesitant. And so it was just very on and off times yeah. we would go. And when I met Zach, um, he was at Northview and I was not baptized. And he is like, you know, I really like you to be baptized before we get married. Wow. I know. And when he goes, Zach, yeah, that's amazing. shout out to Zach for yeah. leading. Good job. Um, and it took a while, but I was like, yeah, like, and I think at the time when I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if I was saying it because I wanted him to marry me. Like right, I wanted to yeah. marry him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Or was it really like, yeah, I need to, like, mm. did I feel like I really needed to at that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and the longer, and how, old, how old when you guys were getting married? 18. So I was nine, okay. tw- 19 or 20. I don't exactly remember. Yeah. I just think it it's 19 or 20. Out but, of all the conversations that a guy would have with the yes. girl. Yes. Oh. I mean, think about that. At I mean, that young of well, age. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That That is, you want to talk about a change in generation? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many 20-year-olds are having the yeah. conversation with their future wife? They're not. Hey, where are you at with your faith? You should probably get baptized. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Right. Yeah. That no. was just like, that's no, a, it's, yeah. you usually don't hear that no. part of the story. So, so um, I got baptized. Um, and I don't, I feel like, Maybe I should probably do it again for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May. Um, yeah, May 20-something. <laughs> and I, I do, when when I did get baptized, I I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I was doing it for the right yeah. reasons. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And lots of people have been yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, that so, have yeah. done it, not really sure. Yeah. And they Different ask people. a question and I'm like, do it again. Right. I mean, there's you can nothing baptize as many times as you want. No, I know, but you know, there is no like weirdness about getting baptized again. And there's yeah, it's not like taking away from the moment then either. Right. Back then. It's yeah. like this is how I feel today, and this is yeah. what I'm gonna be able to do. So. That's led me uh, that guy's amazing. Like, I know a lot of people say, Oh, my husband, he does this, and mm-hmm. he's my guy, and he like, but like Zach is a solid man. He's a solid husband, he's a solid dad, and there's I don't know how he does it. I don't know mm. how he is the guy he is. Cause <laughs> like there's times when we're yelling at our kids and, or I'm yelling at the kids. I'm, <laughs> I'm raging at my kids yeah. as, my, as they would say. And, and there's like no reaction out of Zach. And I'm like, Zach, I need a reaction out of you. Like do something, yeah. react. Yeah. Like you have Help to me. react. And he's so laid back and just so like, it's fine. It'll be okay. Like, mm. and he has a, just a whole different way of like parenting and like um, going away about things than I do. And I think mm-hmm. that's why we're so good for each other. Yeah. Is because like, you offset each other. Yeah. 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 But so, yeah, after I got baptized, you know, we got married, um, had kids right away. Um, Levi, he'll be. Was that, I mean, they say it's planned. But you wanted to have kids soon. Yeah. 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 Like we've always kind of said, you know, um, I don't think we talked about that soon. Um, <laughs> no, I know. But, you, but, the, but the only reason I say it is because that's different today, too. Yes. Like people are getting married and yeah. saying. Waiting. Yeah, we're going to wait. We want to live Five, six, seven years. Just yeah. yeah. spend us time. Yeah. yeah that's a lot what it is. Right. That's why it's asking. Like, because mm-hmm. back then, a lot of times it's like, we'll be married for a year. And we'll, I mean, let's start popping them out. Yeah. You know, because we yeah. want kids. Yeah, and looking back, I'm like, we're we're babies. Like, how did I raise a kid? Like, knowing now what I know, and looking back, like, how How old's Levi? He'll be 20 in June. And so, you guys had your first kid when you were 21, 22. I think I was 21 when I was pregnant because I remember I can't even go get a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So think about this. So that'd be like Levi having kids. So yeah, yeah, it would. But um. But faith has been then a part of you guys' life oh, yes. since the beginning. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We've always made sure like our kids were in church. Like we've tried to like keep that family feel um, 
eating together at night and being yeah. involved yeah. with their kids. Like we've really tried and it's been, it's been hard. I can't say it's been easy and we're perfect at it. Um, <laughs> Nobody can. I know. I don't like there's, anybody. yeah. I mean, we had Hayden. So Hayden's 17 and I think everything I ever did in life and everything Zach ever did in life that we weren't supposed to was multiplied by like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's, Isn't that um, funny? Don't it, we all have one of those? Yes. <laughs> I, one of those. The middle child, the, the little redhead, like he's got like this little strawberry hair, like, and, like my color. It's yes, strawberry blonde. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was an amazing baby. Perfect baby. But They're always perfect soon babies. As he could yep. walk. <laughs> It was like, your life is over. (laughs) Like, I mean, little Dennis the Menace is what I used to say. But, and he's kept us on our toes ever since. And there's times I'm, I'm going to admit, I struggle. I struggle with him. Yeah. um, Parenting him and knowing what the right thing to do with him. Um, Especially when, I mean, you feel like nothing works. Mm. Yes. And I'm not saying that with Tatum. I'm saying in general, in as general. a parent, mm-hmm. there is no worse feeling than I've tried everything possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm at a loss. Probably how your parents felt, Probably, Jenny. yeah. Like, I'm at a loss. That's what why I- they just took it to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only well, one. And yeah, that's like, honestly, I don't know if you guys have a place where like you're at in your everyday lives where you're like, where you pray the most. Mm -hmm. And mine's when I take a shower, like Mm. in the shower, that's where like, that is where I talk to God. Like, um, and I don't know how many days, like I've cried in that shower Mm -hmm. over Hayden. Um, I love him to death. Like, don't get me wrong, but like he, like he's exhausting to parent. And I love him more and more each day over it because I think he's only making us stronger and our faith stronger Yeah. because we question a lot of things like, why is this happening? Why mm. is this? Um, what did we do wrong? Yeah. 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 And, Where did we miss it? And I'm like, I know we're doing something right because like, and I don't, if Hayden listens to this, I love you guys, but <laughs> like, I don't want him to think like he's our problem child because right. he's not. Every kid has their, their he's just cha- thing. He's challenging. Like, he's yeah. very challenging. And I'm like, how how can we raise one or two where they're so easy mm-hmm. and you know you're like okay I'm doing this right like I'm doing something right mm-hmm. and then you get that one it's like you could beat them till they're black and blue and like oh, it would do yeah. nothing it would do nothing mm-hmm. to them yeah so yeah Brady was the one of like didn't matter stand in the corner he'd laugh at you stand on your tiptoes he'd laugh yep. at you yeah. oh whip my him gosh. over the butt he'd put on five pairs of underwear would just yeah. come up with something yeah. to offset anything oh we God. ever did yeah you potty training guys. Hayden like I'd set him on the toilet like 15 20 minutes nothing nothing he's four four or five at the time even yeah We'd go outside to play, and he'd immediately go hide and poop. Oh and I'm like, gosh. we just sat for 20 minutes on the toilet. Like, why? Oh. Like, he intentionally would just, I felt like this, that's just how he, yeah. that's how he is. That's amazing. So, yeah. um, but he's definitely made me stronger in believing and following my faith because there's times like I've. Oh yeah. Well, and I think that that's like, I mean, the majority of families, I bet if you sit around, when you agree, Nick, the majority of families, if you sit around, have a child that have challenged what you think you are as a parent, what you think you are as a, just in any of those things. Don't you think, I mean, you've been around a lot of families, you know, with your kids being that age. Don't you think every parent struggles with that? Oh, there's always one. There's always <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not necessarily when we say that. It's not like they're bad. No. Yeah. But there's always one yeah. that challenges the process. So who was the one out of you and your sister? Um Mandy. Me. Really? <laughs> I don't I so don't know. From like you. we we each had our own like strong will. Yeah. So like my oldest sister um got pregnant in high school. Um her class, her graduating class, I think there was four or five, six girls pregnant. Wow. I think in the state of Indiana, it was like the highest. It was the thing to do. Well, yeah, not like, then really. Yeah. So, um, so she did like that stuff and I always kind of use that against her. I'm like, well, you got pregnant in school yeah. and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But like I was do, I was going down another path uh-huh. and, um, a path I wasn't proud of, um, or even like to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think honestly, when I met Zach is kind of where he was like, no, 
Like we're not doing this. Aww. Like the rescuer. Yes. Oh, that's I so really, cute. Every like, woman wants to be rescued. And you called him Michael. <laughs> We were sitting here talking about the knight in shining armor, Zach, and you called him Michael. Yes, I know. It's okay. It's okay. It's in the past. Yeah. So we are, we're at our time. So let's go, let's get questions in so that we can, if you can find them. Oh, I should be able to, because I signed in before. Have no faith. Or have some faith in me. Here we go. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't, you, don't have to tell, you don't have to tell any of us to have no faith. <laughs> Thanks we're, a lot. We're good. All right. Here we go. Bree Sullivan, she wants to know, what made you want to breed Jack Russells? She has oh, one, and he is, is more question. mellow of a side. He's on that side of being mellow. And apparently Jack Russells are typically like that, but she said that he had a stroke. And so it, <laughs> mellow because he had a stroke? Well, no, no, no. He, she said that hers is more on the mellow side because oh. he had yeah, a stroke. Yeah, because Jack Russells are not mellow usually. They're not mellow. Like, okay. They're like crazy, wild little dogs that think they're about eight times bigger than what they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, honestly, I don't really know what how we got into it. When we first got married, we went and got a little Jack Russell um and she was about a year old and she like ran off or somebody took her. I don't know. Like, oh my God, she was just gone. Like, so we were like, okay. And, um, years went by and we were just kind of like, look at this. Well, I saw an ad or something. I don't know for Southern Indiana and this little olives are female, tiny little thing. And I'm like, please let me get her. So Zach's like, yeah, that's fine. So we get olive. And then a year later, I, name. I keep checking this website where I got olive and, <laughs> Pretty soon there's more puppies and I'm like, oh. so we go down to get this little male because I made sure they weren't like related, related. And um, so all the olive you have today is still the original. Olive? Yeah. Holy crap. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My little olive. Ollie. Okay. Um, so we get the mail, we get down there and I'm paying and of course our boys are with us and there's one puppy left. Besides, <gasps> and it's a boy. besides the boy we were just oh, getting, okay. but from a different litter. And my son Levi's like, Mom, I have I have money on me. Can I get the like can this be my dog? And that we're like, so no, cute. no, you know, like we can't do three jacks. Like well, of course, you know, we yeah. gave in and we're like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, so we brought the two males home, and that's how we ended up with the three jacks. Um, and I was just like, let's not get them fixed. Like, let's have one round of puppies. Yeah. I want to experience the babies, the puppies. Zach got to experience all that growing up on a dairy farm. Like oh, the yeah. calves, yeah. the babies, the baby kittens, all that the kind baby of everything. stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to experience that. Uh-huh. And I don't know how I got Zach talked into that. I think maybe the money when I was like. Yeah, it's good money. Yeah. Um, and so she had her first litter and. Um, amazing, like just the cutest little puppies. I mean, they fit in your hand when they're Mm -hmm. born and, um, they sold like instantly as soon as I posted, like instantly. Um, so I'm like, okay. I didn't know Jack Russell's were popular. Really? Like Mm -hmm. I posted them on a Jack Russell site on Facebook. And as soon as I did that, I had probably 25 messages from all over the United States, like wanting these puppies. I believe it. Yeah. So she had two more litters over the past three years. Um, and I finally got her fixed because I'm like, my intention wasn't to to be a breeding, like a puppy mill. I don't know what they call the those. Yeah, yeah, puppy mills. So we got her fixed. So she had three litters and um, all of her puppies and Hank. Hank was the one that was killed, the dad of all the oh. puppies. So um, all of their puppies are all over the United States. Like we have New York, Michigan, um, Mississippi. Wow. Wow. Um, all over. Did like you fly with them to go out? No. They so came and got them? I would not put them on a plane. I was like, I'm not doing that. If you guys want them, you guys need to make a way to get here wow. and pick them up. Because, you know, at that time, I'm like, I have so many people wanting these puppies. Like, It doesn't matter. It like, doesn't if you matter. don't want to do it, yeah. then, yeah. So See, Jenny, that could be you. I know. The golden retriever. Yeah, so yes. I want to breed golden retrievers. Oh, yeah. So I have a male who is seven months old right now, and he is like, the breed standard for Goldens yeah. is just, I mean, he's like the best. I had a conversation for like 15 minutes the other day outside of here talking to somebody <laughs> about him, loving I, him. Yes. Listen, I trust you that he's the best. Yes. But yeah. anyways, yeah. And I want to breed him. You should. Yeah. So I can't wait. So what's your best, like what's your most favorite thing and your least favorite thing about breeding? Um, 
the best, my favorite thing is when the eyes are open and they can walk around and like, yes. we just take them outside and let them run around and play. And my youngest Wyatt, um, he got his love for animals from me and like, he just lays out there and they just crawl all over him and like Aww. lick his face. And he's just laying there and to watch him interact with these puppies, like that's pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. that's a neat thing to watch your kid, um, how they treat animals and how they yeah. interact with them. Um, and yeah, it was just the whole puppy, the loving, the little puppy smell. Yes. Oh, puppy smell, <laughs> puppy breath. Yeah. Yeah. But, and the worst thing probably was, um, when she was giving birth. Really? Uh, yeah. Cause it's scary. And I'm like, how do I know if she doesn't like if one's stuck or if, yeah. like there's one that's. He sneezes weird. <laughs> Oh, okay. That would be hard, especially with the small puppy. Yeah. So her last litter, she had five and one did pass away. And I think it was just, it was too big because Hank was a bigger Jack Russell, the dad. Uh So I kind of, and Olive's tiny, like she's little. And that was a concern, a little bit of mine. And it finally happened on the third litter. But um, I just had to like not get attached to it, you know, because- I couldn't That's imagine. Tough. She had cleaned it off and everything. Oh, she did? Yeah. Pumped the sack? Yeah. Yeah. So it looked like a perfectly healthy little pup, and it just, I think she had it too long in her. And Yeah. That's what but. the person, so I work a little bit for a breeder, uh-huh. and she says that that's like the worst part, too, Yeah, is when they pass away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she yeah. just had um, puppies, so that we have like four, no, three-week-old puppies, oh. the Goldens at yes. the house. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're so cute. They just opened their eyes a week ago. And then I didn't know that puppies are born with their ears shut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. Isn't that wild just to think like how God makes them like. I didn't know that. Right. Their ears are completely Mm -hmm. shut. Just looks like a little flap. It's so cute. Really? Yeah. And I mean, their eyes aren't open. So they're like protected. They have these little pink bellies. Yes. Yes. So cute. Anyways. Okay. Next question is from Emily Miller. She wants to know. Or wait, hold on. She wants to know where she can get a puppy because she wants one. She was like, this is the biggest question I have is where can I get one? So um, all of us fixed, but um, after our, we lost our two other dogs. Oh, um, here's the announcement. My cousin, well, not really, but (laughs) my um, cousin got one of the puppies from the last litter and it looks a lot like Hank the dad and she lived in Kokomo and she was moving to Indy in an apartment and she's like hey like I'm really sorry to hear about your dogs I know this might be a little early to be asking but would you want this puppy back Um, she's like I wanted to ask you first yeah um, considering what happened and because just where he came from right And I was like, no, I can't take any more dogs right now. Like, I can't. I'm not ready for Mm -hmm. this. And then I'm like, you know, this is the closest thing we'll have to Hank. So Wyatt and I drove to Kokomo and got this little—he was only, like, six months old. Got got him back. Um, Oh, that's where that new one came from? Yeah, so that's Boomer. So he's not fixed. So you're going to breed him? So I told Zach, I'm like, can we get another female and breed Boomer with the female? That makes perfect. See, I said the big announcement's coming. There it is. So I don't know. I don't have Zach quite convinced yet. Um, (laughs) I'm working on it. Yeah. I have faith that you'll get him to change his mind. So just make sure you follow Mandy. Right. Right. For more puppies. I will definitely let you know if if (laughs) it happens. She also wants to know, being a mom of three boys, do you ever have dreams of having a girl? Oh, of course. Of course. Um, Yeah. Like. I grew up with—so my mom ended up marrying a guy um, who had two daughters, and they were, like, six months and four years old. Mm-hmm. So they got married. We've grown up with these—my the, two sisters—four sisters, three yeah. sisters, whatever I have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for years. Like, they've been in our life since they were little. Um, so I've had all sisters, basically. and Oh, yeah. Like, when I found out I was— when Wyatt, we knew Wyatt was a boy, my third child, and we we knew we were done. I'm like, I I don't know how to raise three boys. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Like, this is all new to me. I only know girl stuff. Yeah. And, but you know, it grows on you, and mm-hmm. you just figure it out. But yeah, like, there's times I wanted 
you know, a little oh, girl take shopping yeah. with me or pick out stuff. Dress, but, oh, dress yeah, her. Like, but I have lots of nieces hair. and yeah. Oh, you do? Just, yeah. So, yeah. so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, looking back now, everybody's like, oh, boys are so much easier than girls. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know if know. they really are. Yeah. Especially like having them at such close ages. I mean, they eat you out of the house, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I can only imagine how many groceries you buy. Yeah. And then when they have friends over, it's like there for a while, it was like every night we had probably four or five, six boys at our house. That's fun though. And, and it was. It was till the good till the fridge is empty. Yeah, it's the hot pockets. The biggest thing was hot pockets. Ugh. They'd come in and go straight to the hot pockets. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy all yeah. the hot pockets you want. But yeah. yeah, it's fun with boys. I like my boys. And all right, Kaylin Griffith wants to know once it loads. This is weird. Why is our internet being slow right now? Anyways, we got it. What's your favorite pain about farming? Oh, if you said my worst thing about farming, I'd have a lot of (laughs) answers. (laughs) Sorry, Zach. Um, You know, I I like farming because I know we're providing for other people. Yeah. Um, Feed America. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the schedule it allows my husband to have. Yes. Like. He's always around. He is. Like, I mean, he puts in lots and lots of hours during like harvest and um, spring, but he's around a lot. And I think a lot more than maybe some other husbands would be that have that every day, um, eight to four, nine to five job. Um, But yeah, just having him around a lot more. And if we want to take off for the day to go, you know, Shipshawana or somewhere, Mm -hmm. um, we can do that. Yeah. And it's allowed your family to be involved. It has. So yeah. my boys, um, the two oldest love farming. Like they're great help. Like Zach's basically taught them everything. Um, they could, they could run it if Zach and I wanted to go away. And wow. Yeah. That's why you had boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I've struggled with it some because I'm like, um, you, they can't run that equipment. They're like 10 or 11 at the time. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's fine. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> be, that, yeah. like, and he'd be like, it's fine, man. Like coming yeah. back to where he's so laid back. And I'm like, no, like they'll hurt themselves. Well, he probably or like, did it as a child, didn't he? Yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in town. So this was all new to me. Right. And I'm yeah. like, eh. but yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like our next question from Emily Krieger, but she wants to know the worst and the best part of being a farmer's wife. Uh, the worst part is ours. That I don't see him during spring and harvest. Yeah. Because you ain't changing those times. Right. No, right. It's no. not like you get a choice. And you know, that was the hardest adjustment getting married to a farmer really? growing up in town. I had no idea, like no idea what it was like to yeah. be. To feed you. Yeah, I like, wouldn't either. One, I wouldn't one either. out in the country because we're way out in the country. Like it wasn't just a little bit. It was like. So you were uprooting it and yes. you were going off grid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Off grid. But yeah. um and then yeah, just when he's gone so long yeah. during those time and um and running food to the field. Like and this makes me sound <laughs> terrible, but like I don't mind feeding him and yeah. my kids, but like it is such a pain to pack up food every night into yeah. containers and stuff and really give it because I mean we between our boys and Zach, and if we have anybody else helping, like there's four or five people that we're taking food to. Oh, wow. So like five different meals or like if I'm getting fast food for him, you know, like five different. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. That's. But the best thing about being a farmer's kid growing up uh-huh. was sitting on the tailgates when mom yes. brought meals. Yeah. So you get done, you've been out in the field all day and you sit on the tailgate and here comes mom and yeah. mom's bringing all the meals and yeah. you sat together as a family. Yeah. I mean, like I remember that as a kid. You as do? a kid, I can remember my mom and dad. Bringing food? Yeah, bring really? food. Really? So it this is like just the, like a known thing of a trait for a, a Well, it's just like it, that was kind of the farmer way. You don't come in for supper. Because like in the right, farming no, lifestyle, most uh, of the time you eat supper together. Yeah. Like that's the culture you grow up uh-huh. in. And so when you're not home for supper, they the wife to tends to bring you supper. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, so I can remember it as like a kid. Like how it's supposed to be. Well, I don't know. I'm just, as a kid, that's something I'll never forget. You'll be out there and you stop and everybody sits around for a second and hired hands and yeah. you and kids and you all wow. sit and you have those moments. And 
Yeah. yeah. I never ever so really thought cool. about it on the other end of it. I know. Hard it yeah. is. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> I never thought, about... thought of it on that end if my kids, right. like, the memory that oh, never they have of it. that. But that's cool. You just it. shared a moment. Yeah. yeah. We both learned from each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'll just never forget it. And you know, that's been forever. Ago, yeah. You know, because we didn't even farm you. all the way through high school. This was just when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, but you can always remember those times being in the fields and mom so making the effort. You put it in like to-go boxes or like zip containers, or not zip box, but anything. And it always has to be stuff they can hold in their hand because mm-hmm. if they're not stopping, he's he's driving the combine or the tractor while he's eating. Uh-huh. So um, it has to be like some kind of sandwich or like tacos, something like not soup, not spaghetti. Right. Like, so, so you don't make that when he's working like out in the field? Like for dinner? Yeah. No, no. You just pack up what you're eating? Yeah. We have a lot of hamburgers. Yeah. And stuff like that. Wow. But, Never even like thought of something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the best thing? She already shared the she best thing. She did that you? best thing? Oh, I thought you did say the yeah. best thing. About I thought you said the worst thing. Hours. No, she was like hours and flexibility yeah. and being able to see your husband. The work oh. ethic of my kids, like yeah. learning to farm and work, like, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, my bad, but there's something going on with the internet. So I change over to my 5G. So let's just wait a second. Thanks for throwing me under the bus. Well, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it might be my phone with the internet. Who knows? Um, so I think that's it. A lot of the other ones are comments like Gina Van Meter put a heart. I think that's what I can see. But I think that's No, it. Zach. No, no, Michael, I know. I no. Sure Where's that. the family? Yeah. Come on, family. You I guys mean, are on this. If he did respond, podcast. I'm not getting it yet. <laughs> I thought for sure Zach would have something. Some yeah, well, question. she didn't send it to him. She well, sent no, it to I Michael. Did. Oh, she sent no, it to Michael. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But no, I did send it to Zach. Oh. I did right before we started. Yeah. So you'll have to have, to have a conversation when you get home. Yeah, so either way, so end us up, Jenny. Yes. Give him the number that people can be podcast or send in questions yeah. to. Yeah, so like Mike said, we want you to send in questions. I send out a bio each week, and it has our guest and their picture, so you can, you know, get the names and the what a face is. <laughs> their fake husband. <laughs> So text, if you're not on it, podcast to 260-200-83. That's my <laughs> I was just thinking Jenny, I'm doing a really good Jenny, job, too. It's fine. I was like, wow, I'm doing a really good job. We're all like, reading like, the, no, the thing off the screen. Okay, no text podcast to 260-408-8383, which is hilarious because in my mind, I'm like, wow, Shannon, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> But yeah, text that number. Make sure you do text podcast and say your name too after because that helps too because we don't know who is sending in and we like to know who we're talking to. Yeah, we don't want Jenny to confuse you with somebody else. Let's not have that. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, each week I send those, like I said, but if you know somebody that wants to be on the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have a question, a comment, suggestions, we're open. Yeah. So, and again, reminders, if you're watching or listening, so one of the reasons we do this is as the church grows, it's hard to get to know people. So part of the reason of having people on is is that if you're watching or listening now, you might have seen Mandy Mm -hmm. and Zach and her family in church, but never had a chance to come up and say hi or, you know, get to know them at all. And so if you're watching or listening, make sure if you can find Mandy, Zach or their family, say hi, you know, uh, and like I said, just get to know them. That's part of building relationships in church, try to overcome the barrier of two services. Cause that's the other problem. I yeah. mean, it's not a problem, mm-hmm. but when you do two services, it's like two separate congregations. It is. Like people don't, I mean, once in a while they cross over, but yeah. you would never even know. Yeah. Cause what service do you go to? We go to first. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, cause I didn't know that. Cause you didn't know. She no, would do. I didn't. <laughs> no. I mean, when you're just like you said, you wouldn't know that. Cause I mean, there's so many people and they rush yeah. out. So even if you're in between services, it's hard to see everybody. Right. right. Hard to keep track of it. I mean, in first service, there's a ton of people. Yes. There. There's always more than second now. Yeah. It used to be the opposite. Hmm. You used to be more in second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it'll just get more in first as summer comes. Yes. People don't want to be in church till yes. noon. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if I'm you with go. them. Yeah. That's why I think we should do Saturday night church. <gasps> then, you then we could sleep in on Saturday. Sunday. 
Yeah, then when you have whole all Sunday. We tried a Saturday night church a long time ago. And did nobody went for nobody it? Nobody came. That's really sad. Yeah, we used to have, instead of donuts, we had all kinds of dips. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, you'd have to have food, because yeah. yeah. like, Saturday's our night to go out to eat. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I th- we only started it because like nurses and oh, yeah. like professional people that can never come on Sundays, right. that that's their work days. Mm-hmm. So we thought, hey, we'll open it up, and it'll give us a chance to reach people we don't normally reach. And Maybe we should try it again. Yeah, nobody came. <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, if you're watching or listening, make sure when Jenny puts it out there that you share and or like or put comments out. So if you're on our YouTube, you know, or on our social media comment, it helps, you know, other people do it. Mm-hmm. If you see the post come out, sharing it obviously gets it on yes. other people's timelines, yeah. uh, gives us the opportunity to be able to get it out to a lot more people. And Mandy, thank you. Thank yes, you for taking time you. to come in and share about your life, about your story. And again, it's just been good for you to be able to 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 talk to people about um experience any uh wisdom for our listeners before you parting wisdom and it can't be don't eat yellow snow i love that one i don't know it's just the first that's okay if you don't we just always say if you have something say in your head what's yours what's yours um back to the and it's only because this has been on my mind since small group Uh uh-huh Try daily to build faith. Yeah. Yeah. That was all. And that's, again, it's not like that's something that's always on my mind, but But since small group last night has been, what am I doing personally? And not only what I'm doing, what am I doing to help my children, to help Sarah's kids like learn? Mm -hmm. Because the gap's too big, you know, to say, oh, will you die for your faith? And and to where we are today. So Mm -hmm. we've got to close the gap. Yeah. You know, so I'm just thinking for me personally, I need to process how to do that better. Yeah. Close the gap. So do you have some? Close the gap. Um, well, I don't really know. I think that people should learn more about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Because we need a Republican in office. You better change the course. You better turn red. That's all I've got. Listen, you cannot end any better way. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the roundtable. See you guys next week. Bye. I love it, Jenny. I love when you do that.